And thank you so much for joining me this week on the Lux Ops Here podcast. I am your host, Scott Bowser. Please make sure you hit subscribe, give us a rating, a five-star rating preferably, and a review. We are perfect on our 60 rating so far, uh, five out of five stars. That means you guys love me, and I appreciate that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. Thank you so much. And welcome, everybody, to my interview this week. I got my homie on on deck here. Uh, I got Mr. Sean Green. Sean, how you doing, dude? I'm doing great, Bowser. You know, just middle of uh, the NFL season. It's really it, – it's – you know, the pandemic obviously has been a pain in the ass, but I mean, Monday night football, Tuesday night football, Thursday night football, we got match and we got college basketball creeping in as well. So at least we're getting some extra primetime games. That is a uh, silver lining. I, I'm not going to lie. I am gambling every day now that there's college basketball <laughs> to sprinkle in there. Like, yeah, how can you not? I was on the five, six football days, the five or six football days a week we get now. And now I'm like, well, if there's going to be one day of no football and just college basketball, I'm going to, you know, sign me up for, dude, like, dude, dude I've been noticing there's a school out there called uh, Transylvania University. Have you, have you heard of this? Wait, what? Dude, like, <laughs> I see it on the Bleacher Report. It, it's listed under Division One games. I, I think it's just they're playing a Division One team. But you got Transylvania uh, okay. University. <laughs> No, I've never heard of that college, but, you know, we got Colby on our uh, podcast network breaking down college stuff, and he always pulls out these random super small college schools, so I'm sure he's super familiar with Transylvania. Oh, oh, today you have not only Transylvania playing, you have Pride, just Pride, and and Mercyhurst. Yeah, again, never heard of any of these schools. Mercyhurst sounds like uh, some sort of, like, uh, like funeral home that fucking like, like just <laughs> they euthan- the, yeah they euthanize you and yeah. then also take <laughs> and you then away. Embalm you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they come over put you out of your misery and uh ship you One off shop yeah man dude uh dude so I sent you that text and then I I posted it to Twitter but I I like to play NCAA fourteen it's the last year they made a college football <laughs> uh, football game. And it's my favorite. And I recruited a defensive back to my Tulane dynasty named uh, Sean Green out of, like, Brownville, Louisiana or something like that. Well, it's impressive, too, because he spells it the same way. Now, normally when I hear other Sean Greens, it's spelled with the extra E at the end or they spell Sean like S-H-A-U-N. So, Or even there was that guy in the Jets who was like S-H-O-N-E, like Green with an extra E. So, yeah, nailed the nickname, although, again, I – the guy you recruited was a cornerback, and I would never have cornerback speed. So you know, this, clearly- guy, this guy was a slow corner, though. I'm not going to lie. He was, <laughs> he was only like an 86 speed. So he's a, oh, okay. he's, a, he's a candidate to get moved over to safety pretty quick here. And <laughs> Maybe I can pull it off then. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm, I'm really rooting for this digital Sean Green. You know, it makes me look like a recruiting. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> makes me look like a recruiting wizard. Because uh, you know what's funny is that game, because of Tyus Bowser currently on the Baltimore Ravens, Bowser pops up as a name on that game occasionally, and like one of the coaches is fictionally named Bowser, and then uh, so <laughs> I create my coach as Coach Bowser, and sometimes I'll have some Bowser on Bowser action going on there. Which, well, yeah, and didn't you? Uh, you said you wanted to get his jersey, but then he got drafted by the Ravens, and yeah. you can't you can't buy a Ravens jersey. Yeah, I, I said I'm like I would even get like I couldn't get a Ravens, a Browns, or a Bengals jersey. Like those, like yeah, those, you can't go division, you can't go division rival, and so I'm. I figured I was like, okay, there's, dude, I have a pretty good odds in my favor here of, 
Like it was like ten to one odds he would go to a division one rival, <laughs> and, it, and it hits, man. It sucked, dude. Because that's a dude. Hopefully, he, dude. And you know, there's a running back at Northwestern now, a kid named Bowser. Oh, really? Yeah, he's white, a, so I could be related to him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, a white running back, I wouldn't hold out hope uh, he gets he makes it to the big time. <laughs> now, if he went to a division rival, I got to get the jersey because a white running back with your last name. That's like a unicorn or a... Like yeah, a, that makes it into the NFL. Good luck ever finding that again. Yeah, that's that's never going down again. <laughs> Not that they got to be white, guys. Like, uh, But, dude, uh, so this is the, my Vegas show, and uh, you were just out here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, we did a uh, we did a live broadcast from the new uh, Circa uh, Las Vegas there, and, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Doing a... I mean, the... the the sports book they have there is crazy. And then they have that huge outdoor, like 140 foot screen stadium swim where you can actually be in the pool and get like, you know, do the, have the Vegas pool experience while also having the sports book experience. So yeah, the, the place is really nice. And uh, yeah, the owner, uh, Derek Stevens has come on our podcast a couple of times. Cool dude. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Looking forward to doing like a real event you know, as soon as things clean up, I haven't had a chance to go yet, but it's only like two, three miles from my work. So I, I definitely, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I definitely plan on hitting that up. Uh, in the future. Well, and the, the cool thing about it is, and just from talking to the guy, like you could tell the guy is like an avid sports gambler. So they basically built the casino with the, with the sports book in mind, which normally doesn't happen when they're putting together a casino and you know, all the like little touches, are definitely set up for the sports gambler in mind. Like even the outdoor, the pool, like uh, the stadium swim, they, the way they have it set up, the servers come from behind to serve you so that they don't walk in front of you and block the screen. So like just little stuff like that is only, you know, uh, something a fellow degenerate gambler would think of. Oh yeah. Like uh, you're talking about Derek Stevens, right? That's the guy. Yes. Yep. Derek, uh, Dude, I listened to him on your show on Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you check that out. And you also have your new Eagles podcast, too. Like, yep. uh, But I heard I listened to Derek on there, and I was like, man, I, I texted you right away. I was like, you got to get me in touch with this guy because I need to get him <laughs> yeah. on. I need to get him on this show because, dude, it, it was fascinating to me. Some of his baseball playoff bets where he's like, oh, yeah, he's like got like these huge bets that will like pay out a million dollars. So he's throwing down like two hundred thousand dollar hedges against the <laughs> yeah. other team in the series, dude. It's insane. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's hardcore. Yeah, I think he had like Marlins at like he had a five thousand dollar, I think two hundred to one bet for the Marlins, and then they got into the playoffs and just the way he was able to hedge out. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like I he- can't imagine being up in that spot to hedge out for 200 grand. Well, it's like I had a National League championship on Atlanta from a while ago and then uh for the baseball thing and then I had one uh for the Dodgers World Series. So I was sitting there watching that series, and I'm like, do I want to get paid right now with Atlanta or do I want to get paid in a week with the Dodgers? And I'm like, yeah. I ended up getting paid, but you know, like, yeah, good problem to have. Yeah, it's it's fun being a degenerate. And like I like to think that this <laughs> show really highlights like your show it helps the degenerates get the action going. This show more or less is like a like likes to highlight the fine points of degenerate culture. Yes, <laughs> I like it. I like that angle. Yeah, like I feel and I like one of the one of the things I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. I might have slightly referenced it. You're out of all my friends. You've hung out in the sports book more than you and Kramer have hung out more in the sports book than anybody besides me. You know, like I mean, having lived here now, I've put a, I've logged a lot of hours real quick, <laughs> and like in like the seven months, eight months I li- had, or I know I lived here about 
10 months before it got locked down. But, dude, I, I definitely logged some serious mileage in the sports book in that 10 months. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, instead of just going hanging out at a bar, why would you not just go hang out at a sports book? Hang out at the bar know? at the sports book. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, I do. That's, that's that easy. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and the, the one I would do it at usually at the Suncoast, they have the $15 you pick them bucket of beer. So I'll get like a couple oh, Heinekens. Wow. I'll get a couple Coronas. I'll get a couple like IPAs or Sam Adams or something. Yeah. 15 bucks for, you know, Sixer, a yeah. bucket of solid beer. Yeah. You can't beat that. No, it's great. And during happy hour, they'll do it for twelve. Oh man! So they come so out you like two tip bucks them, to... and then you still have five bucks to put in video poker. Yeah, and I have what a way bo- to live. <laughs> I have a mobile account through them and everything, so I can sit there and live bet and get paid on it right away. Like it's pretty cool. Like, no, oh, dude. Yeah, the convenience has to be huge, dude. I really like uh, going. Uh, dude, you guys got to do a special for this next summer. Is for the home run derby. Oh yeah, the sports book for the yeah, home run no, derby because. With that bracket format now, dude, there's action round to round, guy to guy, matchup to matchup, dude. It's a lot. It's it's some serious D-Gen fucking shit, dude. Like, yeah, no, I mean the old way they did it, you kind of just had to pick one guy to bet to win it all. Maybe you do two and kind of hedge out. But yeah, I mean now that it's a tournament, there's way more opportunities. Yeah, you can bet each individual matchup every round, and then have your guys from the beginning that you like. But I've I've come up with a little formula for that where it's like you take their launch angle, their average launch angle and average exit velocity, mm. and you take the two. What I do is I just because like the higher the number on both kind of or there, there's a sweet spot. You don't want the one to be too high on the on the launch angle, but ideally yeah. if you combine the two and divide by uh, I was dividing by point eight. I was coming up with like their true HR contact number. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at, Scott. Yeah, you know, like I'm trying breaking to... Breaking down, you know, it's the middle of December and you're breaking down home run derby angles. <laughs> Dude, I, not only that, I'm already start getting a read on who's going to be in the derby next year and if their dad's going to pitch to him or not in the derby because that's fucking <laughs> huge. Some of those guys get a family member in there that couldn't hit the fucking plate if they tried. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it really does make a difference. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see the results if they switch to like an automatic pitching machine, but the personal... Guy pitching is is kind of a cool touch. I always like it when they bring like their hitting coach from like little league along to do it for him or something. Like yeah, it's always like you know a sweet thing. But sometimes they pick guys like but dude sometimes because I think somebody who brought their dad I think it was Bryce Harper when he won it a couple years ago and he brought his dad and his dad was quick pitching him. It was just getting it and go <laughs> and throwing him as quick as he could and just he realized the more he threw the more chances he yeah, had. Yeah, no, knock I mean him out. if it's a, the fact that it's a time thing, like if you. Again, if it is your dad and he's been pitching to you all your life, and yeah, you if you can get way more throws in, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, dude. Like, hey, so uh, just to let the audience know, Sean and I both have bets on the, this uh, Thursday night football game that's <laughs> on right now, and we're both keeping an eye on it and the, like drifting up, keeping an eye on it. And I want to wait, 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 because I took, I just took the Patriots money line here. I was, I bought into the Jared Goff sucks island hype, where I was figuring, like, all right, dude, Bill Belichick knows how to coach against a, a upstart offensive mind like McVay. He'll put him. But in yeah, that seemed to be the, the handicap on Goff is that he struggled against good defensive coordinators. I mean, you know, the flip side is this Patriots offense is so bad, and 
you know, right now while we're watching it, of course, Cam Newton threw a pick six, and that seems to be kind of the difference in the game. That's a 10-point swing going the other way. So, And I was talking about in the podcast, I hate when I get in these situations because I've, I've made fun of Cam Newton a ton and Jared Goff a ton. So whoever I end up picking, I'm going to end up getting screwed. Yep, doesn't matter. You, it's, it's karma coming <laughs> back to bite you. Either yeah. way. Uh, dude, because, like, I hate these fucking Thursday night games sometimes. This is a good example where they're not doing it, but, like, when they would make a color rush uniform night and it just looks like a fucking puke job on your screen. Like, it's, <laughs> it's horrible, dude. And, like, they, they, it's like, let's pick the one, like, Jacksonville versus Tennessee. As if this game doesn't suck enough already, let's let's have them wear the worst uniforms possible for both of them. Like, yeah, I mean, it, you, I, I don't know how it worked out, but it always felt like the AFC South was playing on Thursday. Like yeah. they were just trying to get rid of yeah. get rid of these games. They're like, listen, it's Thursday. You guys will watch anything, even the AFC South. I feel like the AFC South is the Sun Belt Conference of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're right. This does a lot of the, you know, AFC South does feel like, yeah, Sunbelt, Maction, it's right around there. Yeah, it's right on that level. I feel like the Patriots right now, their offense, they're basically running a Sunbelt, Mac level offense if that if we're going to do a college football analogy there with that. But, dude, so I just had Androsky on a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. Um, to, oh, nice. To talk about his big win out here. And you had a big <laughs> win, too, out here. But it's yeah. a different kind of big win because you didn't win big from a casino here. No, it was a uh, it was a DraftKings uh, win, and you know, just so everyone, if DraftKings is listening, I created the lineup in California. I made submitted the lineup in California because you can't, of course, play. You know, the one thing you can't you can do anything in Las Vegas except play daily fantasy for some reason or the lotto. We don't have a yeah. state lot. We don't have Mega Millions or uh, Powerball here for some reason. Some sort of a, a weird loophole there. But, yeah, no, we were actually, you know, most years we go out for week one NFL and just hang out in the sports book all day and, you know, do a podcast or whatever. So we were out there, and it was uh, 2017. I loaded up. I had, uh, you know, Carson Wentz in there. I had uh, Zach Ertz. I had Eagles defense. And, you know, I had all my players going on the early games, the 10 a.m. slot, and, you know, I have a pretty good lineup. I'm in first place after all the early games going. I'm like, well, this is awesome. I take a screenshot because at that time I'm winning a million dollars. But all the afternoon games have to go and the night game have, has to go. And yeah, that's, I've done that plenty of times on DraftKings where it's like it says I'm winning 35000 But once yeah. the afternoon games, and by the time the Sunday night game hits, I'm a long – like I, <laughs> I, I'm lucky to win 15 bucks. Like. Oh, I know. So I didn't, I was like, I was, Hey, this is cool. But I didn't really think I would hit big. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll win a grand. That would be awesome. I mean, it's a $20 entry and you're in There's Vegas two- anyway. You're here to do degenerate gambling. Yeah. So your DraftKings lineup is kind of like a, the C storyline. If this was a, C-line. yeah, I was, I was barely checking it. Honestly, I only, I only really started looking at it. Cause my cousin texted me a screenshot. He's like, what the fuck is this? You, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah. So where, where were you yeah. at the Westgate, the Westgate? Yeah. Which I love the Westgate. It's a great spot. Very good. Cool, yeah. It was kind of, a, you know, they have a really cool, it's, it's now the Barry Manilow theater, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> on Sundays, uh, I, I don't know if they're open now, uh, cause of the restrictions, but yeah, I mean, that's an awesome place to watch games. They've always been uh, good to us over there, but yeah, I'm watching the early games and then the late games go late games go. And then Scott Tolzien on the Indianapolis Colts, 
throws a pick six and I see the guy behind me, he had Rams defense. They were playing the Rams and he jumped up like four points. And so he was only like one point behind me and he only had Rams defense going in the afternoon. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, whatever the Colts will be bound to score a couple points. And so maybe his defensive points will go down, whatever. And then uh, this fucking guy, Scott Tolzien throws another pick six and uh, yeah. And then I get knocked down to second place. I have to sweat out the rest of the afternoon games. I'm still, um, I'm still winning 200 grand. And then the night game is Cowboys giants. Now, normally when they do these millionaire maker contests, they don't include the night game or at least they don't anymore. But back then they did. And uh, Odell Beckham was a late scratch. So I bet a lot of people had Odell Beckham. And then like, yeah. once you lose Odell Beckham, you can put another receiver in, but it's not the same. You know, he probably sucked up a lot of your salary, whatever. Yep. So that was huge. And then it was this ugly, like, you know, it was like 16 to 12 game where there was only one touchdown scored. And uh, I'm just sitting there and it's so hard to root because I, you know, there's so many people behind you. You don't know what combinations, like I looked at the people that are close, but you don't know, like a guy could have had like five players from the game. They could have had really, like the quarterback and receiver that connect for two touchdowns or something. Like, yeah, you have no idea really what you're rooting for, except like no touchdowns, no touchdowns. And uh, yeah, and then it hit. And uh, yeah, I just kind of lost my mind. I was in disbelief and it was uh, it was awesome. And I kept, you know, it was just so, and even like getting the money because it took a little bit for it to show up in your DraftKings account. And then I hit withdrawal and it says like your account's frozen. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you <laughs> and it turns out like, you know, any huge win, they, they do like an extra security check or whatever. But you know, when you get that email, you're like, what's going on? Holy I'm like, shit. you know, so there was just until, and I think it, they did a good job of like getting to you relatively quick. I, I think it was like, by Wednesday or Thursday, it was in my checking account. And I know because I was just sitting at work, logged into my Bank of America, just hitting refresh. <laughs> and then, For four days straight. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it goes from it goes from having twenty one hundred dollars in the checking account to two thousand and two, you know, two hundred and two thousand and a hundred dollars. And I was just like, oh my God just walked out of work and had a cigarette. It was great. So <laughs> you don't really smoke. Yeah, man, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a smoker either. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. So like, like, do you go big that night in Vegas right away? Like kind of like, Dude, I know. I wish I had a, I wish I had a better story, but I was just like, so free. I, it was just like, I was in such shock and I was, you know, I had eaten some edibles and I was drunk and it was just kind of a surreal thing. And basically just me and my buddy, I was visiting from out of town, Justin, uh, we went to a diner and, <laughs> and that was about it. And Kramer just played craps all night. I like, I wish I had some crazy partying story, but I was just, I was just showing, so in shock. And I was worried, like I was going to pass out somewhere and someone was going to steal my phone and then transfer the money. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, if, it was, if, if that happened now, I would take yeah. you, I would immediately take you to one of the two <laughs> biggest degenerate spots. I know you got your choice between Joker's wild which is on the outskirts of town off Boulder Highway. And it's like a old time. It, like, it was probably something back in the 60s, but they haven't really updated it since. So it's a kind of a vintage, pretty amazing spot. Yeah. But then, dude, I found this other fucking place. They don't have a crap table there. They just have blackjack, roulette, and slots and a mini sportsbook window. But it's in the back of a truck stop, like gas station. 
Like it's like a it's a mini mart, and like right behind the beer, it's like almost like a movie where like behind the beer coolers, there's uh, sliding glass doors, and you walk through, and it's a fucking full on casino back there. Well, yeah, I mean, see, that's a good thing now. Next next uh, big win I have in Vegas, I'll have a local guy, you know, my friend in the desert, Bowser, to help me really uh, go nuts and party. Oh, dude. I mean, honestly, like, if I would have won two grand, I think I would have partied way harder. But the yeah, fact that yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I gotta, I'm going to have to pay taxes. And, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it was – I'm not complaining. It was certainly a great problem to have. But I would – I. I guess my brain wasn't ready to like process that. <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. Like, that's kind of what Androsky was saying was like, it was so hard for him to grasp any of it that like he had to wait like two, three hours for the slot technician from the company to come by and confirm the win. And then oh, yeah. when all that's happening, like when they finally confirmed like, yeah, you want a shitload of money. He's like, can I just get three grand in cash right now? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so they give it to him and he starts walking around handing everybody hundies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, at that point. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he won what? What did he win? It was like over a million dollars. Like over right? a million. Yeah. Well, but Jesus here's Christ. the thing is like he walked out of there immediately with less than a million because I, I didn't realize this, but it's like the lotto where they offer you the payments or the lump sum. Oh, okay. Or, and so he took the lump sum, so that knocked it down a percent, you know? And then there was, like, yeah. taxes on top of that. It's like, he never officially ever had a million dollars. Still sounds good, though. Yeah. So, I, I like, I like your, like your story is almost better to me because it's, like, you're, like, because they, at that point, they're trying to keep him playing. Like, they know he won some house money, you know? Or, or like, and with the <laughs> slot, the big slot wins like that on those big progressive jackpots, they're tied into a network with multiple casinos. So, it's not like that, yeah. that one, like, one, like, poor casino owner is going to get take the hit on that one it's, it's... well and also my thing it was you know it, it, it played out over like you know 11 hours yeah, of yeah. nfl football and it was you know in hindsight looking back like there were so many plays where and if people don't know like DraftKings, you know you catch a ball it's one point so if like one drop in that whole thing, cause I only won by like one and a half points. And also th- these things happen called stack corrections where like, they'll go back and they'll be like, Oh yeah, that was a pa- pass, but Oh, that was actually behind the line of scrimmage. That was a run. So it doesn't count as a point. So, I mean, I could have really been screwed and there were a number of plays. I'll tell you the one play that real, that bumped me up to first place it was Kirk Cousins, God bless him. Uh, the uh, the Eagles sacked him, picked a strip sack, picked up the ball, ran in for a touchdown, and I had Eagles defense. And even on the podcast, I'm like, everyone thinks I'm a homer, but I'm telling you, the last two times they played Kirk Cousins, they got a defensive touchdown. They're going to get another one. And this was like as the game was running out. And watching it live, I was like, oh, shit, dude, that is not a fumble. But they called it a fumble on the field. And, like, even watching the replay, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to overturn this. They're going to overturn this. And it was one of those where, like, they probably should have overturned it, but technically there wasn't enough visual evidence to overturn it. So The video doesn't conclusively prove. It wasn't indisputable. So, I, uh, yeah, I got lucky there. But, yeah, that was a hell of a sweat, man. Oh, man. Like, yeah, dude, that's. That's something else. I was like, dude, I'll sweat out the back end of a three-team parlay that pays a hundred bucks, and right for yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, the sweat is really the fun of it, right? I mean, obviously, winning is fun, but you know, if you get three hours of your heart racing and you know it's exciting, you're you know, yeah, you're to seeing me, these I'm crazy in it, plays. I'm in it for the action overall. 
Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I like having as much action going throughout the week as possible. And then, like, you know, it's it's nice when at the end of the week I can buy myself a new laptop with the extra proceeds, you know, like, which <laughs> oh, took, yeah. that happened a couple of months ago. You know, that's nice. Yeah. A couple times, you know, hey, if you have those really big weeks, uh, you know, it can really, uh, really make a difference. Yeah, you got to treat yourself. Like, that's what, uh, you know, I, I I hate it when people don't uh, take the time to really enjoy themselves with stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, if you win, man, you got you got to cash in. And yeah, in hindsight, I wish I would have done some crazier partying. But again, I was just my mind was just so blown. It was hard to uh, I don't know. It was hard to even go anywhere with it. You know, one of my favorite things to do now that I live here is the times I do go to the strip. Like when I like last year for week one NFL when I went and hung out with you guys and stuff. But uh, when I I like to like look around on the casino floor and watch all the people that are just arriving, like the group of bros that are like have been have been <laughs> hyping this trip up now for six months. They came here from Michigan and they're like, "We are going to fucking own that town." We're we're <laughs> and like they've hyped themselves up so much, and I love knowing oh, that great. that Sunday morning they're going to have the most defeated look on their face of all time. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that that is the fun part about Vegas. Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of fun parts about Vegas, but great for people watching. I, I'll never forget. I was, I was in like one of those like little like uh, mini market like convenience store uh, things on the strip there, getting a pack of cigarettes or candy or something. I, I don't even remember. And a guy coming in with like you know classic tourist with like the bathing suit on <laughs> and flip flops on, tank top, comes in holding a Coors Light tall boy that he wanted to return because the uh, the mountains weren't blue. <laughs> <laughs> the lady and he hadn't i guess he hadn't opened it so she's just like i guess <laughs> dude uh, he's just i just remember him saying this thing ain't blue <laughs> okay so first night i moved here right very first night um we didn't unload the moving truck just yet i just grabbed a few valuables off it put them in the apartment we already had um this is the place was mostly furnished so there's already a bed and stuff for us to sleep on so it was like hey we'll unload the truck in the morning and so, but I was like, you know what, tonight I'm going to get some beers and celebrate my first night living in Vegas. The 7-Eleven's yeah. down the street. I want to walk and see how far this 7-Eleven walk is exactly so I can start timing it for my future <laughs> uh, degeneracy. And so I walk down there and I just see like a fire truck and an ambulance in the parking lot. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, no. and, and so I walk up to the parking lot and just some like morbidly obese cow took a digger she she just felt like because like they have the slot machines at every 7-eleven here you know yeah so she just took a digger off the stool at the slot machine oh god and, and knocked her head and hit her head on the tile and knocked herself out <laughs> and so they had to revive her and they're like hey you hit your head pretty hard we should probably take you in and have you doctor the doctor look at you and she's like fuck no i i still have like seven dollars and 35 cents on that machine i'm not going anywhere <laughs> and i was just like oh wow Oh wow! Welcome to Vegas, Scott. This is going to be <laughs> hilarious. But here's something I know. Since I spend a lot of time at the sports book, and I want to know if you've ever noticed these guys, like the the sports book hobos. Mm. Have you ever noticed like the, uh, the hobo dudes that like hang out at the sports book and like the race area usually because that's where they'll have the private TVs and they'll just yeah. sit there and watch the, and watch TV like. You'll see them over there watching, like, Matlock reruns and shit. Yeah, they flipped over to some other random channel. It's like, no, you're supposed to be watching the race. That's the only reason we've allowed you here. Oh, yeah, well, it's like the, the Los Angeles equivalent of, you know, 
the uh, hobo hanging out at the coffee shop, but they don't, that's, you know, in Vegas, instead of hanging out at the coffee shop, you're hanging out at the uh, sports book. Dude, the sports book's money for hobos because it's air conditioned. <laughs> you, you, you got your little, little, oh, yeah. you got your little private TV to, to watch shit on. And like, Hey, it's fucking 115 degrees here in the summer. That's how I'm beating the heat. I'm watching fucking days of our lives all day. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching judge Judy. You think I'm not packing in judge Alex and, Joe Brown and all the classic court shows. That's my shit right there. No, you know, and it's also, it's one of those things. If he's looking to hustle up a couple bucks, you know, a tourist in Vegas, that's, that's easy pickings. Like you just find someone who won a bunch of money. They'll probably be like, Hey, what's your name? I'll buy you a drink or there's drink tickets flowing. Like if you're looking to just cop some random freebies, I mean, yeah, you could be in much worse spots. I saw one of the greatest Vegas hobos ever this morning as I was getting (laughs) to work. I, I get out of the car and I'm walking in, and uh, like I got off, like a, like a, like I picked, dropped off, like across the block, and right, like I work right next to the freeway, right next to the 15, okay, right next to the strip and all that, like it's like right across from there in like an industrial part, like next to where all the strip clubs are, okay. Now, there, dude, there's this like hobo camp down this like little <laughs> road because like next to us is a parking lot for a like a construction company where they have a random parking lot where they use for like truck storage and stuff. And next to that is the freeway. So like in between there is this little hobo camp. And as I'm walking <laughs> getting dropped off, this one of the dudes like and he kind of looked like oh man, like he kind of reminded me of like a Matthew McConaughey, like like a homeless Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> like if that makes any sense. And, he, and he's on like a beefed up mountain bike with like extra big tires kind of it's like it's kind of ob- it's obviously some sort of custom job that he's yeah. that he's tinkered with and he's holding one of those like construction uh site like boom boxes that's like the cylinder that's like a handle that you can like like a toolbox slash uh like speakers like stereo and he's just blaring eagles life in the fast lane <laughs> like no sense of irony at all none at all and he's just like it's like he owns the fucking back alley there and he just marches up and he looks at me and he gives me a nod like all right and it was the funniest in the fast lane <laughs> <laughs> well that also is always interesting when you see there's a guy who's losing my hair I'm, i guess i'm always conscious of it but when you see a hobo with like amazing hair or like a oh. great full head of hair you're like ah oh, come on man get it together so you can be out there you know taking advantage of these as amazing a, locks as a fellow balding man you know i i often think i look at him and go well, he doesn't have a hat on, so it's a good thing that he has all that hair because I would be sunburned to shit all over my head right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, Vegas hobos are potentially the roughest breed I've ever seen, dude. Like, I thought L.A. hobos were something else, and they are. I mean, they they can be Hollywood hobo. Like, but you have the, your, your – like, I can spot L.A. hobos like a like – a, like a connoisseur of French wines can tell the difference of, of the different labels. Like, like I know a downtown hobo from a Valley hobo, from a Hollywood hobo, from a West side hobo to like an Eagle rock hobo. I can tell the difference. Like I can, I can cut spot them on site here in Vegas, man. Like, cause it dude, like lately it's been in the thirties, like during the mornings and at, yeah. and at night and it only gets to like a high of like 47 or whatever. So to be able to survive that winter, and then survive the 115 degree summers where like <laughs> they've seen it all, man. They're four seasons, dude. That is a, that is a, <laughs> but not, not four seasons landscaping. <laughs> no, not four seasons, total landscaping. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. But like, dude, like some of these men's like I don't know. I, I don't think I could weather the storm like that. I, I think I uh I couldn't make it and a lot of them live in the storm drains here. Yeah, no, I um was it did you send me the article or did I show it to you? I forget, but there's like a yeah, there's like a crazy underground world of yeah. those storm drains because they're so connected. Like people actually have uh you know like colonies underneath there and it's like pretty crazy i mean it's you know obviously a bummer they have to live like that but like the the kind of setups that they have and like the the stuff it's pretty fascinating there's definitely got to be a dude down there that's like the dennis leary from demolition man (laughs) yeah there's some alternate world going on underneath and uh yeah it was i i forget the name of the article or where i saw it but it was it was a fascinating read i believe la has something similar to that too because there's the old subway line and there was one by my old place in Echo Park. There was one by my old place in East Hollywood. But you could see, like, around town, some places where there's that old subway, like, thing is. And they're all fenced off with chain link fence. But, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's a lot going on uh, over by the LA River. That seems to be the. Uh the current spot but yeah you're right the old subway um tunnels i wouldn't be surprised there's a ton of stuff going on i've heard down those there. are all connected too and there's like a whole weird subculture that they've kind of burrowed themselves oh dude into i bet like a li- i mean that's the definition of a subculture right like they live <laughs> yeah subterranean exactly. lifestyle like dude the uh the river hobos they used to all come into the 7-eleven i worked at Oh really? Yeah, and so like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You're you're not that far off from it. No, no, and like so they would go in there because we were like one of the closest places. And there was this one dude who used to wear like the same purple velvet jacket every day, and he just looked like he was pimping and having the time of his life. But he was always kind of spacey, and so I wanted to get his story, and I wondered like, well, what's up with this dude, you know? And so I started talking <laughs> to him, and I got to know him, and it turns out like he gets the pH water every day. Because he swears it cured his syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I think that's just the syphilis rotting his brain to the point he thinks the syphilis <laughs> got cured. <laughs> well, yeah, and especially if you're thinking you're living that hobo life, you know, you don't think you'd be, I don't know, again, not not questioning their uh, their their shopping choices, but you don't think you'd be getting that fancy pH water. You would just be going for like the Seven Eleven bottled water, but dude, you just you be know, drinking I the LA River water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, whatever works. I would have, I would get a little camping set, like a, like a little camping stove, where I can uh, boil the LA River water and purify it, and then I would drink. Oh that. yeah, see, like that 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 would be my like self self sustaining. Uh, <laughs> i think we're all going to be hobos one of these days when like the apocalypse yeah, fully some, hits. something will happen yeah. you gotta start you know you don't have to go all in but start laying the groundwork of some potential hobo-y like uh things you may get involved in yeah you know like i've i'm learning how to fashion a broomstick into a like a spear and whatnot like <laughs> you know, about, yeah, whatever it takes yeah good stuff dude um you know what uh, I was just thinking about the other day, dude, because, uh, like, I just did a thing with Dinky about uh, my favorite Vegas movies and stuff, but oh, I, need, nice. I need to do one about, like, sports gambling movies. Yeah, there's it, the funny thing is there's not a lot. There's, like, you know, two for the money. Yeah, two um, for the money and uncut gems. And here's the thing. Yeah. There, I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like uh, like these are there. It's the most unrealistic representation of how to place a vet maddie goldberg was just on we were talking about this how uncut gems like no bookie would take a tip-off bet parlayed with all these other (laughs) in-game bets (laughs) no even fanduel does the you know in-game same game parlays but even they wouldn't 
no one's no one's taking that kind of action on a 18 parlay no um but i i i I appreciated the degeneracy of it. And yeah. you know, that, that rush that you feel when you're gambling, I got that same feeling watching the movie. I was like, I was like, felt like I had action on the movie. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a very surreal experience. That's like the joke in a uh, uh, dirty work where Chevy Chase is the degenerate gambler. Where it's like, uh, I've had a lot of losses, the Boston Red Sox, you know, the Cleveland Browns, uh, uh, Mr. T it's like, wait, you, you bet on Rocky three and lost. Oh, that was well. That's one of my favorite quotes from uh, The Simpsons, where Krusty he ends up having to start a clown college because he's, he's yeah, lo- yeah. lost so much money. Like you bet against the Harlem Globetrotters, and he just goes, "The generals were due." <laughs> he's spinning. He's using a freaking letter for letter. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what, Bowser, because uh, I go over to uh, the Rose Bowl to I, I've been running lately and I'll go and like run laps around the Rose Bowl. And nice. I, where I was running and uh, it reminded me of like a discussion we had once at a uh, UCLA tailgate. Um, and uh, we were coming up. I forget how it came up, but we were like discussing the idea of a sports gambling movie. And we came up with one and uh I don't know if you remember this, but no, it's I get blackout drunk at those tailgates. <laughs> a, uh, you know, it's like a degenerate gambler, like a, a, a Vegas through and through guy, you know, bookmaker, loan shark, like super grizzled guy. He ends up falling in love with a uh, WNBA player. Right. And so he gets really in trouble. And then, you know, kind of culmination of the end, he ends up trying to. So basically he, he starts dating her because he wants to learn more about the WNBA, so he can get an so inside get scoop, inside you know, info, yeah. figure out figure out when they're all, you know when their periods are cycled together, whatever <laughs> kind of inside info he can get. And then, oh no, he ends up falling in love with her, and then he realizes, um, you know, he gets into some crazy shit. She makes it to the WNBA finals, and you know he needs her. Um, she finds out that he bet on the game that she's playing and, uh, you know, he ends up, what is it? If, uh, if she misses the free throws, the relationship's over, but if she makes it, that means she loves him and he loses his bet. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and the title is called Mrs. Free throws. Uh, so yeah, I think that I still think that can sell. <laughs> I like it, dude. I, I, I mean, I'm going to get on the horn with my people right now after we finish this yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm going to try pitching that. <laughs> Dude, um, have you ever seen the uh, Let It Ride, the Richard Dreyfus one about horse gambling? No. Dude. I didn't. I... That's an ultimate one because it's just about a guy who he's a cow driver and a degenerate gambler and like constantly and his wife's about to lose him because of all his losses. And he overhears these two like mob guys as he's dropping them off the night before. Talk about race one. They have a for sure thing where they put the fix in. <laughs> and so he overhears it and he's like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, so he loads up on it. And he wins big, and then he just keeps taking it and betting it all on the next race. And he keeps letting it ride throughout the day. And he starts building it up to the point where he's got his own security detail. He's got all these people working for Like, the whole place is going crazy for him every time. Like, the window guy is, like, obsessed with what he's doing. Like, it's a great movie, dude. Oh, man. I got I to gotta watch that. That sounds awesome. Dude, it's, it's an epic one. But, no, there's that. And then, yeah, like you said. But, like, yeah, like two for the money even it's like i mean that's a whole like subculture of sports gambling in itself and touts 
Yes, yes. So if you're not uh, familiar with what a tout is, Sean, can you please help my audience uh, <laughs> learn what a tout uh, is? It's basically, uh, you know, someone who claims to be so awesome at gambling, so awesome that you want to, you're going to have to buy their picks. And you would hear them advertising on AM radio, now social media, of course. There's a ton of them. I mean, it used to be big on AM radio. That was like, yeah. Yep. It's like, call my 1 800 number, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think it's called like the Martingale scheme or whatever. What they would do is, like, let's say they got a thousand people to buy their picks. They would sell. One, you know, they would sell, they would give 500 people the Patriots uh, to cover the spread, 500 people the Rams to cover the spread. So, you know, out of those people, 500 are correct. And then those 500, they give a different game and they do both sides of the game until they whittle it down to like 50 people they've given five right picks to. And so they think they're amazing. So they stay with them and whatever. Um, So that's one of their scams. But again, (laughs) You know, it just begs the common question. If you were that awesome at gambling, you wouldn't need to be selling picks. You would just be winning a ton of money gambling. And that's kind of what, you know, that was the uh, germination of, uh, you know, Kramer and I starting the podcast was just like making fun of those guys and uh, the show being just like, hey, we're just guys like to gamble and bullshit about. Yeah, here's here's what we're actually betting this week. And and certainly, you know, we do all right with the picks and, you know, have some moments, obviously get some big winners in there, some hot streaks or whatever. But, yeah, also, like, you know, I don't know, just have some common sense with it. But, yeah, touts are hilarious. And well, cause like people, bo- what people don't understand, too, is if you're buying the picks, and that's already cutting into your overhead. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you can be a, a winning gambler if you're hitting 53% of your picks, which – Again, my NFL locks 62% this year, and even though we pick every NFL game against the spread, which is insane, I'm still above 500. So that speaks for itself. But you're right. If you're paying a guy for the picks, then you just dramatically increase how many you have to get right to break even or win money. Yeah, you, yeah, you just now buck those 53% up to like 56% or whatever, 57%. Yeah. And if you're going to hit it now, 56 57%, you don't need to fucking – some jerk off like these guys and like i don't know like because to me I, me and my buddy dave we used to work together at this warehouse and we used to call those we would listen, listen to a lot of am radio there and we would call those guys on our lunch break and stuff and it was funny because like, back in the day a lot of them were trying to get you to bet through their bookie it's just they were trying to prop up a book more than anything yeah no i mean a lot of times it's just something like that that they're you know trying to do or some sort of scam and they'll laugh at you they'll be like how much are you gonna bet with today and it's like oh you know i was gonna put a hundred bucks on this one it's like if i only talk to gamblers that bet ten thousand a unit you know (laughs) yeah they're just such yeah they're just trying to get you to up their bet so that you can get a bigger hole so you need their picks more it's uh it's crazy yeah it's a it's a, a it's really a dipshit racket i i just Instead of doing anything like that, listen to the sports gambling podcasts and uh Yeah, I mean, you know, we give out winners. We have a pretty good track record overall. But again, all our content's free, all this stuff's free. So, you know, if we win our picks, you hear Kramer and I bragging about how awesome we are. And if we suck, we come on the podcast and make fun of ourselves and point out how we sucked and what we did to fuck it up. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's entertaining, but also you get some information and yeah, I mean, we're not obviously we're not right about everything. That's what's so fun about gambling. Well, one thing uh, I love about the show, trying to figure it out. One thing I love about the show is when you guys disagree on a pick, because yeah. I've known both you guys for a long time now, 
I can kind of always. It's, that's the easy. Those are the easiest games for me to pick when you guys disagree, because I can tell who's making the bullshit argument and who isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes I'll just be on the other side, and then Kramer will make his point, and then I'll get fired up about it and really <laughs> lean into the pick and act like I like it more than I actually do. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> no, I can tell when that's happening. I can, no, I, so I yeah. If, if you if you really know the in- intricacies of us, or uh, even if you've just been listening to the podcast for a while. I think it's easy to tell like when we're really, really strong about something or, you know, again, we're picking every game. So, so I, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to make a case for a pick, even though you don't have a strong angle one way or the other. Dude, uh, so, um, you worked with Gronk on Crash Leads on the first yes. couple of seasons of that. You got any good Gronk stories for us? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, first off, he was just – he was so hilarious to work with. I mean – it sounds odd, but watching Gronk eat was uh, one of the most enjoyable things. Because at, <laughs> at lunch, he would just like he's just this giant dude, and he would just you know lurch over his food and just be shoveling it in uh, one after another. And it was I don't know why it was just like mesmerizing watching this guy eat. You guys have pretty good and, craft uh, service there for that. Oh yeah, for Gronk when Gronk was around, yeah. When he wasn't around, it was like we got some you know bullshit uh, <laughs> stuff that they would get out of a gas station but when Gronk was around we got the good stuff which was awesome um and he was he was a character on a number of levels like he, uh, well first he was Pavlovian too and we would have a football in the set so like in between takes and stuff we would just pull out the football and start throwing it around and Gronk like instinctively would just want to get involved so all of a sudden I'm like <laughs> throwing a football with this hall of fame tight end is just such an awesome <laughs> moment. Wow. This is so cool. And then I start thinking about it and I dropped the ball and then Gronk looked at me and he's like, all right, we're good. I'm like, Oh, come <laughs> on. man!" <laughs> but um, yeah, one of my favorite stories was, so uh, it's a kid, it's a kid show. It was on Nickelodeon and uh, we would, it would be like a lot of clips of, uh, you know, like, funny funny family stuff kind of like that dude we get hit with a wiffle ball in the nuts yeah stuff like that although the nickelodeon was still so uptight they wouldn't like no no groin stuff like they were really (laughs) they were really uh wanted to play it safe so we had these videos of kids like doing their chores really fast and the jokes were like oh they're playing chore sports because they're you know going so hard and uh, you know here's timmy shoveling the driveway like he's a linebacker whatever and they, so the package was called chore sports and we loaded up in the prompter and uh, Gronk reads it. He's like, all right, and now let's watch some chore sports. We're like, what? <laughs> like, all right, stop. Okay. Uh, just one more time from the top. He's like, all right, coming up next, chore sports. <laughs> like, no, what? Is there an accent thing going on? And then he'd one more time. He's like, all right. And chore sports. Finally, the co-host is like, Rob, have you never heard of chores, you know, like doing dishes, taking out the trash? And he's like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I never did any chores growing up. I was too busy scoring touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob. <laughs> I don't know. It was just such a great answer, too. Oh, man. But he, was, he was super nice. Like, uh, he was a great dude. And, like, you know, he was he would just – he would talk about going out. And I guess on the Gronk cruise, that was, like, right around when he just had his cruise. He said uh, – on the Grand Cruise, he did uh, eight IV bags of hydration fluid. Oh my! Have God. you heard about 
people who like it's you know they have those things going in vegas now where yeah i work right by the one of the places where they have trucks of like iv bag trucks that you can yeah it's like so basically you're super dehydrated and, and you're in the desert so they they're like oh we'll hook you up uh you know get you get you a little of this liquid so you don't get that so you can get rid of that hangover and uh yeah i guess he said he went through eight iv bags hilarious well, like sailors used to get dehydrated on the high seas because of it's salt water and they can't do it. But Gronk's just drinking like three handles of booze a day. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think he could really put back in one day? Oh, dude. I mean, I don't know. Just from the, the brief stuff I've seen him hanging around, uh, there was nothing slowing this guy down as far as drinking or eating. And uh, I don't know, because he's just such a big dude and he's in shape. And yeah, what he, is he like? Six, six, two sixty five. Yeah. And this was like, you know, he kind of lost some weight when he retired there for a second, but this was like uh, when he was still in the league the first time with the Patriots. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine him like not being able to hang. And he said his move was that he would drink his go-to drink was vodka water just so he could stay a little hydrated. So oh, dude, yeah, I parties. don't know what the, I don't know what the logic was behind that, but whatever, man. No, that's a, that's uh, a he, drunk move. That's a good move. Yeah. <laughs> that's a classic move. Dude. Um, uh, what was the other one I was going to ask you about? Um, ah, fuck. I, dude. Uh, no, it's funny though to see him come back to play for the, for Tampa. It's like, yeah, and he, he kind of got off to a slow start, but he's it seems like uh, you know kind of middle of the season he's been picking it up. Yeah, uh, dude, like because um, like it's just weird to me because it's like he left and while well, Brady was still there, and, and then he was like, "Oh, Brady's going to Tampa." I wouldn't. I didn't want to play with him last year in New England, but I want to play with him. And <laughs> I want to go become Florida man. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I. I didn't uh, wasn't hanging out with him at the time, but my guess is that oh. you know. Oh no, I remember. Belichick's a, Belichick's a huge pain in the ass, and he thought he'd be able to have fun with Arians and and you know Brady okay. down in Tampa. Uh, dude, now I remember what I was gonna say is like, didn't he fly you out for a game to go watch? Yeah, well, it was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, his agent kind of hooked it up or something, but yeah, they they got us a plane ticket, uh, the production company, to go check out. It was uh, Patriots. Cardinals and I think it was like opening Sunday night and it must it was 2016 opening uh opening weekend you know I think it was maybe uh I feel like the Cardinals were pretty decent that year maybe no, it was like, coming off the Bruce Arians Carson Palmer Palmer yeah, yeah where they got where they had that little bit of a run there so that's yeah that's must what it uh what it must have been and and Gronk didn't end up playing in the game um, but yeah, it was, it was cool seeing the game and it was, it was hilarious of course, cause it was down in Arizona and, uh, all the fans that were there to see the game were Patriots fans. And, you know, there's, there's a, uh, I bet on the Patriots cause it was like, well, you know, Gronk got us the tickets. I'm, I'm down and, uh, I'll, I'll be a Patriots fan for this game. And there, it came down to a game winning kick, uh, and the Patriots, the Patriots kicker ball goes up and where I was sitting, I didn't have a great angle and I couldn't tell if it was in or not. And the crowd goes nuts. And I, I'm like, fuck, he must've, uh, he must've missed that. And the Cardinals won. And then I realized like, Oh no, it was just all the Patriots fans cheering. <laughs> the Patriots won. They were like a big dog that game. Uh, huh. I'm trying to remember that game, but it was uh yeah, it was awesome, man. 
Dude, that's pretty sweet, man. I can't wait for the Death Star to fully open up for some games. I want to start. Oh, dude, that's going to be so fun. Honestly, I'm thinking about getting UNLV season tickets for next year. You know what? I just looked it up. So it was um, Jimmy G was starting because that was that those first four games that Brady was suspended. And that's why, because I remember uh, Patriots were big dogs. And yeah, Carson Palmer was there. Patriots won 23-21. And so it was the Cardinals kicker kicking it. And mm. I thought they were cheering because he had won, but really it's the Pats fans cheering because he, he missed. missed it. All right, that's all right. what it was. Man, I, I, you know, that's the one thing. I think that's the one uh, pro sport thing I've never been to now is an NFL game. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, NFL. I mean, I grew up in L.A., weird. dude, and, like, we didn't have NFL yeah, from 94 that... to 2016, and I could never really afford it. And I was, like, t- kind of too young. I, I mean, I've been to a shitload of UCLA games. Like, yeah and ucla the tailgates there is awesome uh bowser and his brother and their crew they do it great they do it right it's all the only time i felt really on the west coast where i was like oh this is a true tailgate experience <laughs> and uh i mean bowser as soon as the nfl schedule comes out you're gonna have to mark down your calendar because uh the eagles in 2021 will be playing at las vegas oh dude we're there bro yeah we, we are so there, i'm yeah. definitely definitely going to the game definitely going to be getting a lot of my cousins and uncles and everyone the whole crew coming out dude, we'll so. tailgate at mandalay bay yeah i mean i it'll be interesting <laughs> to see like what and what's the move for uh you know dude, what, we, i, I we, honestly think we could tailgate the mandalay bay parking lot that's because it's right across the street from there because there's not really a parking lot for the stadium yeah because they have all the parking for the casinos right there yeah no i was wondering what the move is going to be but it'll uh either way it's going to be i'm fun. telling you dude we, we're going to Dude, we're gonna tailgate at the Mandalay Bay, like right the parking lot. Like, dude, we'll 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 tear it up right like over there by the Shark Tank. There, I know exactly yeah. the exact. Dude, I did get to go to a pro boxing match last year, or a few matches. I saw they, they had a few fights on the card. Oh, really? Yeah, that's something I've never done. I've never gone. I've gone to some like amateur MMA stuff, and that's been kind of fun. Yeah, I've done yeah, that. Never before. went to like a big fight night thing. Dude, I went to like uh two guys that were like basically fighting to be the number one like uh like like super flyweight contender or whatever like 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 like, super lightweight i think it was but like dude when that shit comes back that's what we need to hit you need to come up and like hopefully that week eagles weekend there's a decent fight that weekend too oh yeah that'll be great yeah we'll we'll see what end up what uh weekend it ends up being that'll be interesting once well, the schedule comes that's out. what but... fucking sucks about this is i actually can get some corporate hookups from my company for some of these events around here at, at the stadiums and for concerts and shows but since there hasn't been shows games <laughs> and stadium events i don't have the hookup because like i really want to go to a uh, pac-12 tourney dude for basketball yeah no i mean uh dude that yeah i mean me and my brother so much... me and my brother went the year um in the final it was the final four of the Pac-12 tourney. It was the Pac-10 at the time, but uh, well, yeah. And now, now that uh, now that Vegas has an NFL team and a hockey team, it it's kind of turning into like a little bit of a destination for sports stuff. Yeah, dude. and you know, it's it's so easy to get around there. I mean, compared to like you know LA or whatever. So, oh, so I was yeah, joking. Man. I had to go get a COVID test last week, and I was joking with Sean about it, and I was saying like how. Oh, I gotta go on the. I gotta go cross town to the way over to the east side because I live on the west side and work like midtown. And I'm like, ah, man, I gotta go way across town to southeast to go do this. I'm like, yeah, so that's a twenty minute drive. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, <laughs> twenty minutes in L.A. You've gone like you know two and a half miles. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, you're 
Like I went the Vegas equivalent of like Eagle Rock to Santa Monica, and it's like twenty twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. But like, uh, um, not like, dude. Like, I have a like a whole plan of events I, because I do want to hit a Knights game, but that's a hard ticket to get. Like, I feel like UNLV football tickets. That's an easy one to get. That's that's doable. That's not hard. Yeah. Yeah, and Golden Knights, I mean, that seems like fun. But, of course, like every, you know, anytime I go to Vegas, we always talk about all this other stuff we're going to do besides hang out in the sports fucking gamble. And then it just ends Never up happens. becoming. Yeah. Yeah. We're always, Kramer and I will always be like, yeah, we'll we'll bring our golf clubs. We'll go out, get around. We'll go to Top Golf. Dude, I we'll live, go, uh, I have a hookup. Shoot my... guns in the desert and then just never do anything. I have a hookup, I have a hookup for shooting guns in the desert and I have a hookup for uh, Top Golf. Yeah, no, that's I, awesome. I, I have mean, all that, but dude, uh, the one spot near me, which is like, I'm like a mile, two miles away. I go about two and a half miles from uh, the the what you call the t- the TPC course here. The PGA oh, nice. TPC course, yeah. That's like I think like OJ. Like I live in the OJ part of town over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OJ tells people he lives in the Bowser part of town. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's like, oh, you know Scott Bowser and his podcast, the Lux Stops here. Yeah. I know that dude. Like he he's cool, man. He makes a lot of jokes, but like you know, I actually did a show with Cato before. Yes, I did as well and I uh I was the host and um I remember cuz like, you know, in a comedy show you go up to the guy and you're like, "Okay, what kind of credits would you like to use?" And he was na- he was like, "Okay, uh, <laughs> Name a 2020 uh, Inside Edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a dude. He, that's the thing is he's got a great sense of humor about who he is and like yeah. his lot and in I, life. Like I interviewed him. Uh, I had him on years ago. The first podcast I ever had, the Green Room. Uh, I interviewed him on that, and he was kind of an interesting character. He uh, he was like a Cal State Fullerton baseball prospect. Like he was a pretty good yeah. He's a pretty good athlete. Um, I used to go to Cal State. Me, my brother used to go to Cal State Fullerton baseball camp when we were kids. Yeah, and also he, I, I learned a lot about him. He, he didn't lose his virginity until he was twenty-four. I don't know how that came up in the interview, but <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it always stuck with me as an interesting nugget. Dude, when I used to tell me he was basically with like a smoking hot Victoria's Secret model. Oh yeah, I mean he seems to do all right for himself. <laughs> Dude, I, that. From, like, do you, do you think that's what pushed OJ over the edge? Was he saw the ass that Cato was pulling, <laughs> and then he, he saw Ron Goldman, and then like he was mad at Cato, but he he didn't want to take it out on him, so he took it out on Ron Goldman for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well you know all about that uh, Bowser because when you were uh, when you were leaving uh, L.A., uh, my wife and I Tess got you and. You and Jen, um, like a little going away present, and it was the uh, tickets to the OJ tour. The OJ Burger tour, yes, it's amazing, dude. <laughs> well, because Tess um, went on the tour for like a um, for a uh, article on like uh, LAist dot uh, com or something, and she was like, "We were trying to think of like a fun little gift," and uh, she was like, "I bet Bowser would love this." I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." Oh, I did love it, and now I got to get an OJ. I need to start hanging out. I know I found out the wine bar he hangs out at here. 
and like I want to do the OJ Vegas tour where it's like, all right, we cho- take you around and take you to the Palace Station or whatever. I think it was the <laughs> Palace Station, Texas Station. Where that would really be awesome if somehow you can get a cameo of uh, like walking behind OJ in one of his Twitter videos that he posts. I'll just I'll be watching one of those and see OJ or see you walking behind like Dude, thirty yards okay, back. So he hangs out at this one golf club that I'm not a member at, but he also hangs out at this wine bar. Like literally, like a mile and a half, two miles from my pad, in like on Rampart. Like, oh, maybe maybe three miles. I don't know. But like, dude, it's pretty close. Like, it's pretty yeah. fucking close. Like, so he hangs out at this wine bar, and I because I've seen the videos now, and like last winter he posted a video. I, I figured out where he lives because last winter he posted a video, and it had just snowed in the mountains in the neighborhood, and so like it, the snow was like everywhere, and I looked up. And I saw because a lot of people don't know it snows here in Vegas sometimes, and mm. and it, mostly in the mountains, but sometimes it will snow like down here in the valley. But I could tell the mountain like by like that I can see from my place was per it was that exact snow pattern and everything behind him in one of his Twitter videos. So I sat there <laughs> and I looked on my Google Maps and I looked at the mountain where he was because he was by a little lake and I pinpointed like his exact location. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it might yeah, be one like of the creepier has, things I've done. <laughs> someone has to be figuring this out. Yeah. And I'm not surprised it's you. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, like I'm gonna dude, can you imagine if I like went like rolled up on him like Uncle Junior on Tony Soprano like Katsada Simpson and I just fucking <laughs> Cap him one in the stomach, like give Fred Goldman a high five. Have you heard the Brian? Po- I think it's Brian Posehn, the his story about Fred Goldman. You heard that? One? No, dude. I guess like Doug Pound told me this, but I guess he was at a hotel checking in, and he's behind Fred Goldman in line. He's like, "Hey, man, I recognize you." He's like, "You you on TV or something?" And the guy's like, "No, no, like you know, like I don't want to." And he's like, "No, it's cool, man. Like I'm on TV. I'm an actor and stuff, like." Like I'm a comedian, you know. Like I, 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 I just want to know if I've worked with you, like or whatever, you know. And he's just like, OJ killed my son. Oh God! <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's Fred Goldman. <laughs> that poor guy. No, I know. I mean, like he worked at like a shoe store, and it's just like, oh God. I mean, besides losing your son, just have everyone know you from that, and like come up and want to talk to you about it. And you're like, oh my God, dude. I didn't know he worked at a shoe store. So you're telling me. He's Al Bundy if if he had a handsome bud and then that bud got murdered. Yes. <laughs> no wonder he's so angry and bitter, dude. Although, you know, if Bud found a pair of eyeglasses, he would just try and like sell them uh, at some, you know, thrift shop or something. He wouldn't he wouldn't bother taking them to uh to the oh, no. person's house. No, Bud would put and, up- that, and that just comes back to the Chris Rock joke of like all right, let's get one thing straight. They were having sex. He's like, you could leave a baby in a coat check room that you wouldn't hear from the restaurant. <laughs> I, I think but- he's like, I don't agree with it, but I understand <laughs> a man driving around in your Ferrari having sex with your wife. <laughs> Dude. I didn't say it's right. I understand. I don't think Bud would return the eyeglasses. I think what Bud would do is he would put the eyeglasses on and try and impress some babes like that he's a smart dude. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're right. That's probably Bud's path. That's the Bud move right there. All right, buddy. I'm running out of time here. Anything you wanted to plug, man? Uh, Yeah, just check out Sports Gambling Podcast. Um, Oh, man. Okay, and your new Eagles show. Tell me about that. 
Yeah. No, I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, uh, it's just all Eagles all the time. It's me and a couple of my buddies from back home talking to Eagles. It's, uh, you know, kind of like a spinoff podcast on our network. So Patty, yeah, he's the- Patty, he's a Steeler fan. He and I should do something for you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, the more content, the better. And uh, yeah, it's called Diary Eagles. It's easy to find on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, yeah, man, good times. Looking forward to when we can really hang in Vegas. Yeah, man, dude. Like, hopefully soon. I'm I'm, I'm praying for March Madness, dude. Because like, yeah. Although you know, that's the thing too. It's like I, I almost, I I think they're definitely gonna have March Madness, but I wouldn't mind if they did it in May. If that means like. You know, we could actually go out in Vegas and hang out and party hard there. So yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Because I'm definitely taking, uh, even if I can't go to the sports book and party hard, I'm taking days off. I'm taking my vacation time for March Madness so I can be a, take, get paid to be a DJ that day. Yep. All right, I'm with man. you. All right, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Uh, or, yeah, soon, and we'll do something else. Um, uh good times and for people listening please uh give a five-star review and uh, leave a little comment and subscribe if you're not subscribed because like if you're listening and not subscribing i don't know like that's like the guy that fucking gets a gets a penthouse but doesn't jerk off to it it's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah exactly it's you know the podcast is free throw scott a bone yeah. give him that five-star review yeah dude i don't know why i said penthouse that's not my go-to magazine <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hustler man for life all right everybody i will see you next episode goodbye and that was sean green everybody thank you so much for joining us again um if you can go ahead and follow us on twitter and instagram at luxops pod that would be cool and go ahead tell you know what really helps is uh like word of mouth telling people about the show Letting them know what's going on over here, how funny it gets, what we're doing, how many glory hole references you can get every so many episodes. It's a good time over here. Thank you so much. And also, feel free to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, there is a free, just to check it out, there's a video of John Huck throwing up that first pitch from the minor league baseball game that I talked about on last episode. That's up there for free. You can check that out, and then if you you know feel so inclined and you have the means to do so, throw us that five dollars subscription. Once we get to a thousand a month, I will get OJ Simpson. I promise that. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next episode.